Hello everyone. My name is Tanvishri. I'm the podcast manager for Oracle Inkini. And this year, again, we bring you the Leaning into the Network series. The theme of Jonas community. Can't wait to get it started. Hello. So here we have a team of Arnaz Khan, Kajal Savla, and Arvind Natarajan, Ashok Krishnan, and Akash Upsi. We really value sharing your time and expertise with us. Uh, coming to questions, uh, I would like to ask you, can you talk a little about how the Blue Red Movement is building a community? Okay. Um, I think to begin with, uh, if to answer what is a community, and uh, we believe that uh, a community is a group of diverse individuals <clears throat> who share same values, if not same, then similar values. and who are walking towards a shared vision if not a goal and that is what we're also trying to do at BRM we're a group of uh, young individuals who are uh, committed to walk a longer path of social change and um, if not have a shared vision yet we're committed to um, collectively create that vision and then walk towards it Does anybody else want to answer that one? Yeah, and I just, I think, um, also add that as a community, I think uh, we're also constantly holding this question of what does it mean to be a community. So I think it's an ongoing discovery of newer insights on that. anyone go answer that i understand the first entry into the movement is the become an engaged citizen like how do you see the link is budding engaged citizenship and building a community as on the same lines surely being an engaged citizen is the first step and um, from there to transitioning into becoming a community is another journey altogether because an engaged citizen could be one person who's um, acting from a space of their um, limited understanding knowledge um, but once they enter a community or they become a part of um, more than themselves then there is a process of um, creating shared knowledge there's a process of questioning there's a process of dialogue building understanding and then from that space they can take informed decisions and actions that create social impact so that is the journey maybe it's the first step to being an engaged citizen but it may not be the same as a community so just to add on what arna said uh also like how the link is is because during the fellowship and the community connect fellowship each of the youth kind of uh, performs a project or does a project and that project involves working in their own local community right so that in a way gives a flavor of how engaging with the community looks like what are the dynamics that come into play what are the skills that you need to learn in order to work in a community which then once they enter the movement is where they are able to one is learn and apply what they have already learned and then keep on building upon on their skills 
basically how I see it is a community of engaged the entry point is access citizenship like you said uh, everyone becomes an access citizen and then becomes a part of the community the community of engaged Would anyone give some insights more? Okay, fine. We'll go to the next question. What happens next? How does a challenge become a woman? How do you take care of the transition of new people into women? I think Akash should take that one. He also is a co-lead of Community Connect Challenge and Fellowship. Sure. Yeah, I can. I can share. Uh, so the transition uh, is. So there are multiple stages in the transition, and we try to make sure that the transition is as smooth as possible for the for the youth. Uh, so uh, as you mentioned, the the first step is the challenge. It's a two week, a uh, small challenge where they are uh, engaged in a small and easy task. Post which the fellows or the youth who are more interested and are more engaged in civic and community work, then they kind of do the three-month long fellowship. It's like a detailed and a more deep deep dive into the fellowship uh, of the challenge that they already have done. And once the fellowship is uh, is over, uh, there is an invitation for all the youth, depending upon the criteria and other factors of entering into the movement, right? Uh, and once they enter the movement, and uh, when once they enter the movement, then uh, then there is a different set of steps or processes, whatever you would like to call, uh, which includes, so for example, for the initial time, uh, for the initial six to eight months, they are more engaged into the activities of it. They are more engaged into the events that are happening. Uh, so just to give you an example, currently we are. uh in the process of doing our next fools forum an event which we have every three months so a lot of these new people who have joined the movement recently are engaged in organizing that event right and along with that maybe creating uh creating media uh, or also being being mentors to the next batch of ccf and the ccc channel right so that's how the transition is and slowly and steadily once they get an hang or an understanding of what movement is and along this process there are sessions on weekends where we talk about what are our values what is our theory of change why do we do what we do so on and so forth and then eventually uh, over the period of 6 to 8 months is where they kind of get truly integrated into the movement uh, so yeah, so that's like a process in a nutshell uh, which i tried to cover but yeah others also run the ad and this way Akash covered the process very well. I think, in a way, if I were to summarize, it's like a funnel. So, like after every step, you know, there is like something more that keeps getting added on and keeps getting filtered. And the deeper insight, I would say, there is that you really need try to tap into where the young person is and what is the intent or motivation for the young person. Like at the start, very beginning, the young person may not be very aware, but just wants to do something. Feeling boring. You're like, okay, let's do something very quick, short, nice, fun. And then once they're excited and some of them are interested, go even further. Then we kind of take a little more deeper and then deeper. So I think the insight is to really tap into where the young person is, what are their needs, and from there kind of invite them into 
the larger process of understanding a little bit not so much that they feel overwhelmed and not so less that they're like oh i already know this so just getting the right combination of um something that is a little challenging and exciting but not too challenging or not too boring Uh, since you are a large group uh, can you talk about if there is organization of people into systems within the movement and how decisions are made within and between the system like with the blue ribbon movement i can start and then maybe you can others can add um so the way we organize ourselves is we call ourselves like a like a flower where the center piece is the internal norms and um, there are different teams and the internal norms teams uh, is responsible to set norms that govern us because we are saying that we are self governing right so who's uh, entering the movement and what is the time period going to look like even the 6 to 8 months uh, where a new person is entering is decided and set by the internal norms team so we actually brainstorm on uh, how to be govern ourselves and then there are other petals of the flower um doing different things one is um, say campaigns and events where we saying the work that we do is also communities say connected how do we get other people who are doing similar work or um, get them connected on one platform so how do we reach out to the world is uh, under campaigns and events there's another where uh, one is people's adversity where we say that um in the course of social change you constantly need to learn and um, how are we learning are we learning through books or through people um so you are saying that we self like we reclaim our learning we design our own courses we um study in a way that we create informed um, social impact so we reclaim our learning and that's like one petal one thing the other is media so how do we make um, the movement visible to itself and to the external world and um, yeah i think partnerships is one of uh, the other team where we saying that we can't work in silos and we need to collaborate we need to reach out to other people who share similar values this is like broadly how we organize ourselves and um, the intent is to um adhyayan in a adhyayan is study right so adhyayan in a way that um, our actions are aligned to each other like maybe um what media is sensing informs campaigns and events and um so people's adversity informs what action should we take um in the next few months so the intent is to work in tandem with each other and kind of create a um an aligned action path and also to kind of add on that uh, i guess like whatever so these are like the various verticals we would say that are working and all of these are volunteer uh, led youth led Uh, specifically right so uh, so yeah so that is one one aspect i wanted to highlight and the other one is also that 
uh, the decision making. I mean, like the important aspect is how the decision making is happens in BRM is through the process of Sarvanti. Uh, and I would also like to invite maybe Tejal Ashok or Arvind to share on that and share with you like because I think it would be interesting. Um, yeah, sure. Sarvanumati, uh, uh, this is something I I personally post about uh, our decision making process that uh, all the decisions that are being taken internally by us are governed with a system which includes everyone's voice. It is not that acha someone is here since eight years, someone is here like two years, so eight years of voice is much more uh, valuable. It is equal in that sense. If someone has any concern, they can they can raise it without any hesitation. And such a space is tried to be created. Uh, and hence, it is it is something that I boast about because a lot of times we do feel at a lot of spaces that our voice is not being heard or uh, probably I wanted to say something and I was I, I myself was not able to and here is a system which allows me to do exactly that so yeah Sarvaminati does give that democratic sense yeah and I think for us the deeper question when we started this was that you know, if this is a movement of young people then the decisions also have to be taken by young people. It can't be that the decisions are taken by somebody else and then young people are just implementers or like you know, just there for the sake of it or just receivers of decisions or because I think the way we see young people in today's society is that generally they are invited on the table either for an agenda that they need to serve and adapt to or that they are not yet thought of as capable individuals who can decide for themselves and hence need to be always under like you know huge guidance and no denying that we need to learn a lot as young people we don't know everything and there is definitely a role of elders intergenerational uh, dialogue to really understand and I think leadership is not I feel like or something where I bump into it with like leadership is not something that you will get taught in classroom like it's when you exercise and if it has to be youth leadership then you really need to be in the place to decide and then when we were starting this off we said that then the decision making also has to be by all young people and that's when they will really learn what does it mean to share power share resources and that's how a community is co-held otherwise it's like a few people running a community how different is it from an organization then so that's uh, that was like a deeper reason of how do we frame it as a community also, as a movement also, which is owned by the people in itself because there is nothing else at the center which will hold, right? There is no money. There is no other such tangible personal motivating factor which outside world uses. It's much more one individual's own motivation, their own learning, their own growth, their own purpose, their own interests. So that whole choice element really keeps it always alive and increases the ownership of the members. Uh, I understand also that you have a different verticals and that is involved in building narratives alternate to the present ones. How important do you think questioning, like, which often shakes her status quo, plays a role in a community building? I think this is a question that we've been 
um dealing with since the past few months and um it's very difficult to actually have you know maybe one voice that is you know constantly dissenting or one voice that is constantly questioning but um uh, one of our elders um mohan bhai mohan hira bhai hira lal he is from minda lekha and uh, also helping us with the sarvanumati process he had once shared that um it is the dissenting voice that is your biggest teacher and um the voice of question the voice of um will shake you up and ask you to reconsider where you're going right so for example in a group if we are discussing something and there are like all unanimous voices but there's just one person who's saying no i don't understand this or this is what i object to um i don't agree with will then actually halt the process we'll have to listen into um the person who's questioning and um really try and accommodate that perspective we may not agree to them but at least there's space for them to question and um i think once that happens we're also saying that we're reaching the last person and we're not marginalizing anybody or anybody's voice in that sense so i think that is one form of questioning and the other form of questioning would be um to actually question systems and structures that are there maybe the education system or the way we are organizing ourselves or um, the way we are taking decisions right and we say ke movement mein sare ziddi log hai nobody takes anything at face value everybody wants to question everything and uh, i feel that is what keeps the experimentation alive it what it's something that keeps the um like how can we make this better and how can we make this work for everyone um that uh, spark alive so I, i feel that it's very important to keep that questioning alive because we're not like settling for something that's already been given to us yeah like just to add on like the question that you also asked about why is it important to challenge that's the discord question this so like and i feel like especially in the current times for millennials and for youth since there is just so much of information right there is so much of information there are so much of so many gurus and like motivation speakers and what not that you just get lost in it like you don't know what to do about right like just to give an example if you just watch a netflix series you will just get so motivated by that school of thought and then you watch something on youtube and so on and so forth and that's where which is where i feel like it's even more important right now where you question like the things right from what you are consuming to the choices that you are making and it can be as simple as like for example if you are ordering something from swiggy so what is it like it's making you to order that and like so on and so forth and maybe get deeper into it uh and personally it also starts from yourself rather than questioning everything else maybe starting from where or how things affect you and why are you reacting behaving with these different actors or uh, people or things in in a particular way and then kind of expanding your horizon and perspective so on and so forth so yeah, i feel it's even more important in these current times and it will keep on getting important in what i said 
I think also as you know, as a community or as a collective where we are talking about Sarvanumati, the real intent there was also to say that leadership is not in one person. Leadership is in the collective, and hence collective leadership. And if collective leadership needs to happen, and all of us have to really decide together, it requires each person's consent, and that each person's consent will come in with many questions from their perspective. It's not like a unanimous. Uh, Answer the way Naz was sharing. It's much more deeper than an inquiry that happens together, and it comes from the belief that collective has a deeper wisdom than any one person. And when we are asking questions, that's the way to really inquire into each other's worldviews, each other's way of looking, and from them there arrive at our collective truth and act from there. So Sarvanumati also as a way of decision making in the collective for us was. To make sure, or to ensure that we are on this inquiry in an ongoing way, um, and that's where I think questioning, consent, and collectively arriving um, is at the heart of the community. Now that we have spoken about shaking things up, uh, can you talk about the conflict resolution process in Blue Ribbon Moment? I think one person who has the most experience of uh, resolution, like having done a lot of conflict resolution, is Arvind. Uh, he's the guy who is called upon when there is a conflict. Arvind. I mean, it, you guys make it sound like as if I'm the one who causes most of these conflicts. Uh, full disclosure, I don't. Uh, um, I think uh, operating, uh, speaking a little on the conflict resolution part, I think uh, when you enter into that space, you have to keep in mind that you're interacting with people who all have their own opinions, who all have their own ideas about things need to be uh, designed, how things need to come into uh, come into fruition. So keep that in mind, and then if you're able to solve from that space, then it's a lot easier. So we've had multiple conflicts within BRM. A uh, lot of them have been on. Direct issues, direct questions about some of these proposals. Uh, we normally, I think, the easiest way to resolve the conflict is to get all parties confirmed and get them to speak and put forth each of their opinions and what is their dissenting voice or what is their concern with this particular point. And then you resolve for that from there. I think personally, we've not had a conflict where we've punched each other in the face or nothing as severe as that. It's mostly been a Ideological difference on how we go forward. I think ideological differences I feel are a little easier to solve because uh, you just have to accept that everyone here has a different idea, has a different opinion on things, and then you operate from that base. So that then helps you uh, solve for it. Beyond all of those things, I think an underlying fact is that people here trust each other; that they're not doing anything against you. I mean, it's not a It's not a very commercial space in that sense. Like I'm doing something which is going to benefit you as well. But if you feel that it is not going to benefit you, then please, by all means, do share your uh, concerns. So that then helps keep conflicts in check, and then regular dialogue with people, regular reflections on a lot of other issues, 
so that helps uh, bring all of these things to the forefront and then you're able to solve for that uh, it, it's also important not to go from a confrontational space but more from a space of genuine concern if, i mean do you really want to solve this problem if you want to then you go ahead so that i think helps manage the conflicts also i mean the other part to add on to this is that like the sarvadhamati process that we follow like the process allows uh, for conflict resolution to happen in a non violent way right so just to like give you an example of it or like the process so if there is one is like if the conflicts happen on any proposals or any ideas that are pitched in or kind of shared with the so if there is a proposal that shared so it is asked to everyone who is part of the movement that if they have any concerns or objections then once they share that these are the concerns or these are the conflicts that they have then there is an adhyan or like a discussion that takes place and like which is where then what are been shared of making sure that every actor or the stakeholder is a part of it and uh, we keep engaging in it as long as either uh, there is a bit like the, the engagement happens uh, more to to build understanding and collective understanding on on the topic right and then later than that then maybe out of that topic it can either be that there is a there is a different or a modified version of what the idea was or or else maybe like we realize or like we realize that the concerns were valid and then there are change so like whatever comes out from that discussion and that opinion is the important aspect and the conflict resolution or conflict discussions are also taken in that spirit uh, so that and, and it's like also like a medium or a way to uh, self reflect on yourself see that what are the triggers or how do you deal with these conflict what is it looking for you so on and so forth so there are like multiple layers to it but i just wanted to share like how the process of sarvanumati unfolds out it also uh, like arvin mentioned it is important that we don't go in with a confrontational uh, idea hence we we have also we also do it with a terminology we use care front take like not yes confront but with care it is not to put you down or to like make you look bad but we are talking to you we are having a discussion with you because we care about what you do or do uh what have been your collective learning in the past 3 years during uh, sarvanmati there have been magic i mean i can start with it so like uh the the the, the top ones have been patience like that. that's like one thing wherein uh like even with the conflict resolution or even with the process taking its own time like that builds patience that builds like a capacity for you to be okay or to hold on to things which you are not okay with or not going by the things you would ideally like it to be um so yeah, it's been that like the process and second is also it has like been a tremendous tool for uh self inquiry or also for self growth because it was during this process that a lot of things about myself is what i realized right like right from 
like how like talking loudly if a person talks loudly something i can not it triggers something right so just like reflecting on that or even like if there are certain conversations which are not intellectual then it's like something that i don't engage in or i don't like to engage in that so then like so what why is that happening so like learning more about myself uh, so on and so forth right so that has been like really so uh and the process has helped me to uh realize them could anyone give more insights on that uh shall we move to the last question no no i think everyone should answer this one yeah i was waiting for that okay please continue I feel uh, along with patience, there's an understanding uh, of initially felt really slow. Like quite honestly, if I have to tell you, uh, the process feels like slow, like anything because you are debating or discussing the same thing over and over, over and over, and it just feels like okay, we are not reaching anywhere. But the highlight of the moment is when you reach where you want to reach. It's a solid thing. Its base is very solid, which cannot be moved or uh, removed, because you have had discussion, debates, dialogue, everything which, which involves talking over that topic, and hence, now that you are at that junction where everyone is agree, you know for sure that this thing is going to work without another doubt. So that that has been a learning that. Patience. With patience, it also brings in concreteness of the final result. Yeah, I think also for me, the most interesting thing was that, that you know I could think about what norms do I want myself. Like you are starting from first principle. There was nothing which was as given, and I just had to accept it because. I had to accept it, which is what has happened like for longest part of my life in all the institutions and all the places I've been. Um, but like just thinking from first principle suddenly made me realize, oh, maybe this is the reason why these rules are made in this manner, or why some people are enforcing rules so much, or why some people are so um, go word by word at the rule, or like it just opened up a whole different way of looking at things in terms of why norms rules exist and why certain things are done in a certain manner um the other thing for me that happened with um, sarvanumati is also seeing that it's not like i am disagreeing with you but it's just like our world views are actually talking to each other and then what we are trying to do is not really solve like my conflict with say for example ashok but my world view with ashok's world view and generally more people like him and more people like me are trying to figure like a balance in between uh, and that was so revealing to just see that oh it's seriously not about you and me as much it's about like larger um, things we are trying to figure out and the whole uh, spirit of doing it together and what it has taught us like with anywhere now we know like little time everybody is not agreeing here almost like okay has everybody agreed maybe somebody is not, not agree so that the whole idea of like look, taking care of everyone making sure everyone is kind of held has space is included that just becomes such an innate part of our being because of that 
I think my learning is more being from uh, I mean this macro micro lens. When you are looking at how decisions are being made, it helps you feel a little more sympathy towards a guy who are actually doing decisions on a macro level. It, it helps you figure out that maybe it's not an easy job to get everyone on board, and then it, it's a tough, long process. Plus, also it goes on to show just how flawed our system of governing, our system of decision making is, where people with the most skill in the game don't get the opportunity to. Put forth their points. So, what happens when a group of four or five people decide on behalf of, say, a country of 1.5 or 1.3 billion people? So, what are the consequences of that? And then, how can you move from such a system to this kind of a system where at least you have more people speaking? It's you have more people putting in their opinions. You have. Other uh, dissenting voices also being heard. So I think that is what I would say has been my key learning. I'll just add on one point which Arvind mentioned and got me uh, also reminding that you know, we always talk about the problem with people in power, but we never talk about the problem with people who put the others in power. We don't talk about the politics of citizens, the politics of masses, the politics of we as people who are giving power to some people or who are electing people or who are kind of, you know, followers in a way. And the whole dynamic there is also really something to examine for all of us rather than just always blaming the people in power. Yeah, I think um... For me, the Sarvanamati journey has been a very spiritual one because, to me, uh, it is the it is for me personally the most uh, non-violent way to engage and uh, engage in decision making because you're actually waiting for the last person to voice their opinions and voice their objections. So everybody is heard and nobody is marginalized or left out. and in a way it is also my journey to you know reclaim my own power because sarvanumati will only work if everybody owns their power and voices their own um, opinions perspectives concerns and it's only then that will work so it's not just you know reclaiming my power but the other step is also to redistribute that power so it's not my power over anybody else but it is actually part together to influence something right so it is for me been uh, that journey and um, interestingly it's not just sarvanumati outside that i'm not just waiting to you know listen to other people and we're aligning on one thing and going forward but over time it has also built sarvanumati not built but it is building sarvanumati within myself and within you know different parts of my psyche because you know right now जो मिलेनियम दिमाग है आई थिंक इज लाइक टॉन इन मल्टीपल डिरेक्शन देर आर मल्टीपल वॉइस इन साइड योर हेड एंड टू एक्चुअली कम टू यू नो वन ट्रूथ वन ऑथेंटिसिटी यू ऑल्सो नीड टू बिल्ड सम कोहिजन इन साइड लाइक सम काइंड ऑफ सर्वानुमति विद इन योर साइड कैन ओनली देन कैन यू एक्ट फ्रॉम दैट स्पेस ऑफ ऑथेंटिसिटी इट हैज बिन अ वेरी स्पिरिचुअल जर्नी आई थिंक दैट्स वॉट आई लर्न एंड ऑल्सो लर्न कि ये करने लायक काम है um there's a lot of commitment it is slow but it is something that is worth doing
finally to close this conversation and summarize in the same question uh, i would ask what makes a group of people a community and what nurtures a community yes like what makes a group of people a community like i think one of the foundation has to be like hopefully has to be like shared values there needs to be some uh intersection of values which are shared by those group of people which then decide to like to in a community right so even at brn there are uh, six values that we have uh that is kind of shared between us so it's not that okay, it can be very scattered and all over the place so i feel like the foundation is uh sharing of certain values and then building upon that and that acting like a foundation uh so after that what my understanding of it is how does it um i think um just the willingness to be a community is the first and foremost and i think the only thing that we pull through all the conflicts and ups and downs because if you under point if you're like yeah not happening then it will not happen because conflicts are inevitable um in any community that was even like if we have similar intents and everything else it's just going to happen um and i think what just holds to those tough times is this whole intent of even if i have to fight with these people these are the people i would like to fight with and be with i think that's what really uh, makes it a community also it's the same and i think along with shared um, values i also see um, shared vision that is co-owned like it is hum sabka vision together because then it's just a group that has come together towards a particular goal and then without that goal the group dissipates so i think something that the group is committed to together towards a vision and a vision that is i think beyond themselves larger than themselves and um, uh what nurtures for me is i think unconditional love and support for each other and each other's journeys and the willingness to say okay um i have your back and we're going to work together no matter what it is so i think for me that has kept me feeling a part of the blue ribbon community the family and um, yeah i think everybody in service of each other's highest potentials i think that is what nurtures the community for me um i feel uh, the intent which is at the core of it like i'm choosing to be part of the community and we are choosing to be a community uh, that that is at the at the very center at the center if i say because there is no uh, tangible outcome uh, that we might say okay uh, i am getting this because of which i am there but it's still a choice that we are making to be sure and that that will stay with me that this this has to be there the choice the intent
um yeah, i think i i'm not going to say something really unique from what these people have already said a lot of similarities that way um so i think i don't really find any particular definition that i follow when it comes to this i mean i have a group of friends and we're also community in a sense in the sense that we all are from the same college we are all from the same locality and so on and so forth so i think any group of people who are willingly put together i would say is a is a community as far as i'm concerned add one thing because it's coming to me is um, like the essence of the community is also to constantly bring, keep bringing things to the commons like you bring your knowledge to the commons you bring your concerns to the commons you bring your resources to the commons your decision making to the commons so you keep bringing stuff to the commons and that's how you know it's going to be shared and co-owned so i also feel that that will keep a community together and nurture like you constantly keep bringing things to your collective space thanking each one of you for giving us a time and expertise with us wishing you all the very best in the future and yours thank you so much for thank this thank you so much tanshree really happy thank to you. you. Thank you. Thanks, Tanvishri. Really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you.